Hello and welcome back to the Heart and Soul podcast. My name is Madeline and today we'll be talking about where we'll be going from here and where travel will be going and what it's looking like is we won't really be going anywhere and so I wanted to take a moment and talk about it, um, talk about the unfortunate circumstances and see how we can get through it plan for the future of when travel will pick back up again and just I guess dream a little see what we can do to not get too bored while we're stuck at home for the summertime. Summer is about doing kind of whatever you want you have all this free time you're not in classes you're not working I mean I guess for people my age um, we don't have our uh, full-time job necessarily we have a little bit of flexibility So it is a little bit unfortunate, especially me going into my senior year of college, where this is my last probably fun summer. And I mean, it wasn't, I wasn't planning on being home. I was actually planning on probably working, preferably in another country. I had a couple options lined up where I would be working abroad right now, um, preferably in Asia. And it's really sad that that's not ended up, um, that's not happening. So I'm trying to make the most of it and just trying to make the most of my summer with all this free time I have now. I'm doing an internship through a company that's based in Nepal where I would have been in Nepal, but instead I'm working remotely doing research from home. So that gives me a little bit of flexibility in my work. Um, And then I'm also taking a class online as well where I, it's only, you know, it's not that demanding. It's only classes twice a week in the morning. So I do have some flexibility in my schedule. So I'm looking to do whatever I possibly can to stay occupied and just get outside, get out of the house. And because that is my favorite way to learn, that's my favorite way to spend my time. So that's what we're going to be talking about right now. So like I said, the current situation is where I'm living, things are open. However, I'm especially where I'm living and on the West Coast, coronavirus cases are basically spiking and we are in June right now. It's gotten to the worst that it's been since really the virus started ever since we got went into lockdown back in March it other countries have almost completely flattened their curve whereas the United States it has gotten to the worst that it's been and I mean that is with people not taking social distancing seriously which I think we can all say that we've been guilty of especially out where I live um People aren't taking it seriously because it didn't seem like it existed, but now we're facing the reality that it does exist, and I'm thinking that it's only a matter of time until things close back up again, which is unfortunate, so it's kind of, I'm kind of trying to get back into the mindset that we'll probably be back in lockdown, and I mean, I would like to spend my time a little bit more efficiently than I was before. Now that it's nice out, we can do things. We can go outside. We can go hiking. We can drive around. We can explore our own backyard. And so that's what we'll be talking about. In other news, 
the European Union announced yesterday that they will be opening it up to travelers, however, not to American travelers. They do have a list that is getting updated about every two weeks. Right now, there's only there's about a small amount of countries on the list right now. Um, some country, some European countries that aren't in the EU, some um, countries, a couple within Africa, a couple within um, Asia as well, not including China, and Canada, even our neighboring countries included on this list. And so this list will be updated every two weeks with either more countries or maybe they'll take countries off. But what I have done in my research about this opening up to other countries is that it is up to the individual country's discretion. So it's more of a recommendation for these countries to take. But there are like there is a loophole that if it is up to a country's discretion as if Greece decided to open up because they do heavily rely on tourism and travel that is a huge industry for them with their within their economy and if they open up to Americans and because it's so easy to travel within the European Union then maybe Greece travelers to Greece can travel to other countries within Europe but then if that happens the EU would likely take hold some kind would they would likely put up some sort of measures to prevent that from happening but that is the case right now so looks like us as Americans we as Americans will not be traveling to Europe really anytime soon which doesn't really surprise me and I mean, Europe isn't including some big countries, which include um, the United States, obviously, Russia, Brazil, and China as well. And these are travel and tourism is a huge income for the industry for the European countries. It makes up like 10% of their economy. Um, And so it's, it's unfortunate it, it it's unfortunate for the economies basically all around but it's something that has to be done in order to flatten the curve and it makes sense that america would be prevented from visiting the european union with our cases at the worst it's ever been additionally airlines are handling it um in they're definitely taking measures and having more flights than they were before the Different airlines, including United and Alaska Airlines, are doing health questionnaires before you board. Some airlines are blocking middle seats, which is a great way to um, implement social distancing. And most of the airlines, good for them, are requiring masks. And, I mean, we'll just see where travel is going to go in the airline industry and how... This is going to end up working. I'm actually very curious to see how this works because of the cases going up in America. And with them flying, I'm not sure how spreadable the coronavirus would be while on a plane. So especially with the recycled air, um, the airflow of other people who might be sick breathing in. I mean, if they're wearing masks, it's definitely doing something. Um, And then for national parks, they are mostly open and some of their campgrounds are open as well i visited a couple of national parks i visited about five just um like two weeks ago where 
the national parks were open some of the visitor centers weren't open like at arches national park in utah that was not open however if you just get in your car and drive around the national park there were there were some people people were masked up um i'm going to be doing an episode about utah's national parks in a separate podcast but for the most part it looks like national parks are opening up and they're not flooded with people at the moment so that is a recommendation I would have if you deem it safe, if you're living close by to a national park and you're just feeling like it. I mean, it's definitely up to your discretion. And I think if you, I think that if there's a lot of people, definitely wear a mask. And I mean, we'll just see where it goes because when I was there two weeks ago, the case, the case was different about COVID-19 and it's, it wasn't necessarily spiking back then so I'm wondering what the future holds for national parks but as of right now these seem to be pretty safe and open um and yeah like I said I'll be doing a Utah National Park episode um probably as my next episode because that was a more recent trip where I went around the national parks in Utah mostly southern Utah and northern Arizona really fun trip that I recommend to do while you're stuck at home in quarantine because it's definitely more safe and being in your car is more safe than getting on a plane. Um, and then additionally, what I've been doing in quarantine, these are just like a couple recommendations that me, I'm someone who hates being in the house. I like going out and doing things and learning as much as I can and, you know, getting just getting out of the house it's like pretty important to me and so what I've been doing back a couple months ago back when everything was closed and we couldn't really leave I was doing you know a little bit of reading I was looking at travel magazines just really trying to keep up my inspiration and get me excited to travel again whenever that might be um I definitely recommend this website that um if you've heard you may have heard about it before I hadn't heard about it until maybe like April I'm not sure how new it is but it is if you just go on to Google it's called Google Arts and Culture and they have tons of different landmarks buildings pieces of art um different stories different articles about basically anything um, like anything arts and culture related so and they have and sometimes it's very interactive you can look at a national monument and get to move around and it's this 3d picture of like the Thomas Jefferson Memorial and you can go inside move around get a good look at it and it's just a great way to kind of be able to travel within your own home and get to learn and read about things um, I got to read about the Vermeer painting, The Girl with the Pearl Earring. I saw that back in November in the Netherlands, and that is one of my favorite paintings. I think it's so cool. And so after seeing it in person, and then I go home, stuck at home, and then, you know, I'll, I get to go online and get a really close look with some information that I wouldn't have necessarily gotten at that museum. There's been some a lot of research on this painting and it zooms in really close. It talks about the details of the painting. So when I'm in the comfort of my own home and I'm sitting and looking at it, I get to learn more details about it without 
having to be in a crowded museum and, you know, being rushed, people taking pictures, I just get to look at it and actually get to read about it and learn about it. So I highly recommend the Google Arts and Culture if you're looking to learn, get some culture into your life, but can't really do that because you're stuck at home. Um, additionally, I have been doing just some fun stuff at home my parents and I so like I said I'm living at home with my parents and my sister and my dad and I have been trying to make cocktails like a couple times a week from different cultures that we've you know we've looked up the online different kinds of cocktails that you can make my two favorites that we've made are an Aperol Spritz which is an Italian cocktail and it is Prosecco, the Aperol, um, and then I think that's it. I'm actually blanking on what else is in it, but um, it's delicious. It's like this beautiful orange drink that you use with ice and you put it in a wine glass. And oh, and club soda. I just remember that. So Aperol, Prosecco, and club soda. And it just makes this beautiful drink that kind of made me reminiscent of spending time in Europe, spending time in Italy, and um, that's just a fun way to like wind down after the after the day. And then also my dad and I made um, the Brazilian drink, the Carpadinha, which I've had before, not in Brazil. I actually had it in like a Brazilian bar back in Shanghai, and it's like such a good drink, which it's like a Brazilian rum cachaça and a couple other things. So it's like kind of like a mojito, but pretty sugary. And that was definitely really delicious and just fun. And additionally, something else that I got to do, which was really fun, was I did a road trip with my mom and my sister to Olympia, Washington. So that was about a like five hour drive we took a different route just to a more scenic route we took highway 12 from Yakima to do like a drive around Mount Rainier National Park the park was closed at the time I'm not sure if it's open right now this was back in May and so it was closed at the time but we got beautiful views on that highway we got to see all of these different lakes we got to see a waterfall um and just beautiful views of Mount Rainier in the distance and it was a perfectly clear day it was just beautiful like I said I live in North Idaho and normally the drive to western Washington is not my favorite the western Washington's beautiful where I live I believe is beautiful but eastern Washington and that drive is I'm not a fan of it and so normally I do not like driving to western Washington or to Portland or something like that because the drive through eastern Washington so once you get through that drive and getting to drive on highway 12 was it was just stunning and made it so much better however the drive was a couple hours longer because we did that route but it was still really fun and we made a couple stops to go out and look at the views which was really fun So in Olympia, we did a couple of things. It was more just a trip to get out of the house, but I have a bucket list where I want to visit to all of the Capitol buildings in the United States. So Olympia was on my list. I had, or was left on my list. So I needed to make a trip out to Olympia. 
So unfortunately, the Capitol building was closed. So we did walk around the grounds where the flowers were blooming. The lawn was just really pretty. And there was nobody there because we are in strange times. But it was just really nice to walk around and see my 20th Capitol building. That was really exciting. Um, And I think the Olympia Capitol building is one of the best and one of the prettiest. So I recommend doing that. We also went to a farmer's market where they have lots of different seafood, like oysters and clams and stuff like that. And they had some produce. They had wines, cheeses, um, different kinds of plants, just different kinds of stuff. There was a really good selection at the Olympia Farmer's Market, so I would recommend that if you're ever there. And then, yeah, that was about it. We did stay the night there, but I felt like it was pretty safe, and we disinfected our hotel like crazy. And then on our way home, we stopped in Tacoma to get Xiaolong Bao from Din Tai Fung. I always make sure that I go to Din Tai Fung because... It is just, there's not many of them in the United States, so if I'm literally ever near one, I make a stop and kind of stock up. So I got a ton of soup dumplings, some pork buns, some dessert buns, and some fried rice to bring home to have for a couple of days. Um, and yeah, it was just a really um, important trip out to Din Tai Fung. And then we drove home and had a more direct drive that was about four hours and yeah we were home and it was just a nice two-day trip to get out of the house so yeah that is basically all I have for today's episode um I hope that this is helpful just to get some inspiration for what to do when there's nothing to do but you want to do something so yeah I hope this is helpful and I'll see you next time